This is Bob Morris and Desert Horticulture. Today we'll be discussing why do people wait until January or the middle of winter or end of winter before they decide to prune their fruit trees. We'll talk about this and more on today's Desert Horticulture. This is the time of year, January, when everyone starts thinking about pruning fruit trees. I had offered classes in December and I'm offering classes on pruning fruit trees in January with a little bit of attendance and I just had a request come in from an organization for possibly some assistance teaching and it's all happening in January. Why do we wait for only one month to when the leaves are gone and it's about ready to start flowering and fruiting? Why do we wait until then to prune our fruit trees? Why aren't we thinking about earlier? Let's talk a little bit about that. It's true, the the majority of the pruning is done during the time of year when there's no growth, it's cold out, and in temperate regions, a lot of the temperate fruit trees, the, the leaves have dropped. Not true of, let's say, citrus, unless it's a real cold winter here, but typically true of peaches and nectarines, apricots, plums, apples, pears, those kinds of fruit trees. That's when we start to think about them. I had a professor of arboriculture uh, in college who used to say two things that I remember very distinctly. One, he'd ask the question, when is the best time to prune? And his answer would be, when the pruners are sharp. And it's his way of saying, you know, it's more important for your tools to be sharpened and ready to go than it is to worry about the time of year. And I went to school in Colorado during that time and and uh, it was true in those months. In the desert climates we have to be a little bit more careful about how much we prune because of our intense sunlight. But certainly in those milder climates we don't have to. We can go ahead and, and prune a lot differently than we prune in hot desert climates. The second thing he said is if you're really knowledgeable about pruning, you can do everything with your thumbnail. And he said it exaggerating, of course, but making a point. If you understand how plants grow as a result of pruning, or even if they're not pruned, you can figure out how to prune a plant so that it gets to do what you want it to do. And that is really the maxim about horticulture, is getting plants to do what we want them to do, recognizing what they want to do, but giving them some guidance so that they are inclined to, to do the things that we want them to do in a way that we want them to do it, rather than them to just let them go and produce whatever they want to produce. Because the tree wants to produce as much fruit as it can to survive, and it doesn't care about the flesh around it as long as there's enough flesh around the fruit to give nourishment to the seedling that results when the fruit drops to the ground. That's all it cares about. It cares about survival. We care about the quality of the fruit that's produced. So we apply some techniques such as pruning. And another way of talking about pruning is thinning. 
Thinning is the removal of fruit, excess amounts of fruit, so that the remaining fruit can get larger. Thinning. And applying of fertilizers, applying of water when it's needed. All of those things are management decisions that we have to make in order to get the tree to do what we want it to do, not what it wants to do necessarily. So when we're looking at the tools used for pruning, two tools, three tools actually are used. I seldom use a saw if I'm, unless I haven't been with that tree for several years and some large limbs need to be removed, but seldom do I have to use a saw in an orchard if I'm pruning it every year. I will have to use a lopper. I can't just use a thumbnail. A lopper, the large handled loppers that are used. And of course the hand shears, the hand pruners that are used are the three basic types of tools that are used when uh, pruning in, in fruit trees. So the normal time of the year for pruning fruit trees and using all three of those tools is in the winter, is in the months or during the months when it's cold and in temperate fruit trees the leaves have dropped so we can see the architecture of the tree and in those trees which are evergreen, normally evergreen during the winter such as citrus, that pruning is done uh, again most of the pruning is done during the winter months, but oftentimes right after the fruit is harvested. And that's true, of, of course, of tropical trees as well. Right after the fruit is harvested is the best time to prune tropical trees. That way, the new growth that comes out will support the new production of fruit. So traditionally, in the temperate climates, we prune during those cold months and typically after leaf drop in the fall, during the winter, and into very early spring. The saw and the loppers are used during that time. The hand pruners, the hand shears can also be used. And when we divide the pruning into two parts, we recognize that the pruning falls into two types of, of control that we are applying to that fruit tree. One <clears throat> is we're controlling the architecture or structure of that tree and getting it to grow in a way so that it can produce as much fruit as possible. And also we're looking at the distribution of light in that fruit tree canopy. We want it to penetrate inside the tree in many cases, so that new growth can occur and the fruit can be protected from the sunlight. We're looking also at a distribution of canopy for strength so that when winds come along or a heavy fruit load, it's not going to split from the tree. The second part of pruning is focused more on production of fruit. And that varies from tree to tree. But generally speaking, the most difficult trees to prune for production, the most, I won't say difficult. Well, yeah, they're difficult. 
the, the most heavily pruned trees for production are going to be peach and nectarine because about 50% of all the growth that occurred from last year has to be removed so that we don't have so much thinning of the fruit to do after fruit is produced. If we leave too much in the tree, then we'll produce too much fruit, and then that fruit will have to be thinned from the tree or cut. And I would propose this to you. Always carry your hand shears with you in the garden, in your home orchards. Always make sure that they're sharp and ready to use and sanitized so that you're not spreading diseases around. If you've got that with you and you see something that needs to be removed, whether it's during the spring growth or early summer or even the middle of summer, you've got to be careful about that, especially in the desert. Or in the fall, you can do it. Any growth that's occurring during those months and that can be removed with the hand pruners can be removed. That's not a problem. Just in the desert, just don't remove too much. Because if we allow extremely strong light, sunlight, to enter inside the tree and it falls on a branch or branches inside the canopy for too long, we can get some sunburn that develops on those branches, especially the branches that are over about three years of age and older. That's the ones, because they typically, peach and nectarine, they don't produce a lot of new growth. So you got to be very careful, which brings me back to another point. What I tell people during pruning is you need to walk away from a tree while it's still twiggy looking, while there's a lot of small growth going on inside the tree. Growth that's going that is smaller than pencil in sized in diameter because those leaves on the inside may not produce that new growth may not produce fruit may or may not but what what it will produce especially for the desert climate is shade and we'll need that shade on some of the interior of those trees to reduce the damage that could be done with high light intensity in the desert. If you're in a location where there's, let's say, coastal California, Oregon, Washington, and the sunlight doesn't have the intensity that it does in the desert, you're probably going to be okay to remove more leaves and more growth. But for heaven's sake, when you're in the desert and you're pruning, what you don't want to do at the end is remove all that small growth that could be shading the tree during sunlight intense, in, during intensely intense sunlight periods of time for the desert. So be careful of what I like to tell people cleaning the kitchen counter. If you have a tendency to keep a, a clean kitchen, and you remove all the crumbs, you don't let anything sit there for any length of time, everything's put away, the counter is nice and clean always, 
be very careful of doing that to your fruit trees. Let them be twiggy when you walk away from it. And again, it's for that sunlight. The normal time of year, as I've said, the normal time of year for pruning, for loppers, for saws, chainsaws, if you have to. If you have to use uh, cordless reciprocal saws with a pruning blade, you can use those. It goes very fast. And I like them a lot. I use them. Just make sure those blades are sanitized before they're used. Would you go into a doctor's office and allow him or her to use a needle he just used on the previous patient? Of course you wouldn't. So don't do that to your fruit trees. Don't make a fresh pruning cut and have that wet wood available for infection and then use dirty pruning equipment on them. It's just... It's not, it's not logical. Another time of the year that you can use the hand shears, the hand pruners, is after new growth and flowering has occurred and even small fruit production has occurred in the spring. If you haven't had a chance to get to it during the wintertime and do all your pruning, then don't worry. If you've removed those large branches with a loppers or a saw earlier during the dormant time of the year, during the winter months, the cooler times of the months, you've got all that done, then don't worry. If new growth comes out, you can still use a hand pruners. Just don't use it too much if you're in the desert. Don't open it too much. But you can still, if you see, there are clusters of fruit that are are, um, again, I'm thinking of peaches and nectarines. If you see clusters of fruit, and there's just too much fruit, and it means thinning later on, you can still prune during the early spring months. Now, be careful. We don't do a lot of thinning or pruning on apricot. If we're talking about plums and apricots, typically uh, 10% after about the third, fourth year, about 10% comes out if they've been, if you've been on top of it. Apples, about the same amount. But peaches and nectarines, a large amount of wood comes out of those trees every single year for pruning purposes, for production purposes, for structure, improving the structure of the tree. A lot of pruning goes into that. There's also a term that's thrown around called summer pruning. I practice it. And if I see something in the early summer growth that's occurring to the tree, on the tree, that's going to have to be removed in the wintertime, I'll remove it in, this, in early summer. That's new growth that's occurring where it's not supposed to grow. And in particular, I look for stuff that's going straight up in the air, suckers that are growing straight up vertically, they're going to come out. I want sunlight to penetrate inside the canopy. I want new growth. I want to support the spurs that might be in there that support fruit growth. I want that to occur. If I don't do that and I allow it to become too dense around the outside of the canopy, filling up all those voids, those open spaces where sunlight can penetrate, then I'm going to start producing my fruit only on the outer periphery of the tree because that's where the light is. 
If you open it and always take deep cuts, not shallow cuts, you'll avoid this. So reach inside and make your pruning cuts. Not, don't focus on just the tips. The only time we do that, <clears throat> there's a difference between two types of basic cuts. One is called a, I call it a thinning cut, where you remove an entire branch and that allows sunlight to penetrate. Yet uh, there's no new growth from it, or very little, if you do it right. But another kind of a cut is called a heading cut. That's cut anywhere along the branch, and it's used to, if something's really weak, we'll make a heading cut to kind of thicken it up and make it more dense and stronger. If we're pruning apricot or plums or cherries, trees that that uh, produce their fruit on short, tiny spurs instead of long shoots like peaches and nectarines do, then we'll go ahead and make heading cuts, a few of them, to encourage the development of fruiting spurs lower in the branch, lower in the branches. That's in particular if we're looking for controlling the size of the tree. Eventually, it will produce spurs everywhere. But if we want to encourage, want to keep the tree smaller, and we want to encourage our fruit production further down inside the tree, then we'll go ahead and make those heading cuts on really long shoots that don't have any spurs on them at all. We'll cut them back about 18 inches long so that we will continue to push new spur growth further lower inside the tree where the fruit is protected from intense sunlight. So I guess we want to, if we're looking at it, then the normal time of the year is that January, December, January time period when the leaves are gone on temperate fruit trees and uh, there's no growth occurring because it's too cold, they're asleep basically. Then there is the early pruning during the early months when we see uh, when we see stuff that we need to get rid of fruit for instance on shoots that we need to get rid of if we we might be pruning at that time we might a little bit later than that see some growth from those trees that require removal because we're gonna know we're gonna have to remove it in the winter and why not remove it now when the tree has invested some energy in that growth and now you're taking it away it, it just improves the dwarfing the ability of that tree to dwarf more and keep smaller rather than gain in size. So what? We'll, so what we'll do that? So we'll do that at that time of the year. So let's stop thinking about January only being the time of year when we can prune. There are other times as well, and if you're good, you can do it with your thumbnail. That's it for now. I hear that music playing. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Learn more about desert horticulture on my blog, Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. That's all one word, extreme horticulture, and starting with an X. Take some of my classes on desert horticulture. Google or search for Bob Morris on Eventbrite.